Would you care to step outside? What are you doing to this? Superman. I'm sorry, honey. You are here. The lasso of Hastia compels me to reveal the truth. I'm Batman. Meow. Warning, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. What is up, everybody? It is the return of Talking Shop. DC on RMD on Rayman Digital. I'm your host, the one and only Bobby D, and it has been a while since we've talked DC, but with me, as always, is David. Hello. And Michael. Hello. Hello. I don't know when the last time we did one of these shows was, but nothing much has changed. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) As sad as it sounds, I think it was before the Flash release. Yes. Um, Flash bombed. Like, miserably. Like, miserably. Like, $125 million. It's already on... It's already on for rent if you guys <laughs> haven't seen it. It bombed so hard that if Barbie didn't come out and be such a success, I'm sure the CEO of Warner Brothers would probably be standing in an unemployment line. That's how bad That's how of a bad disaster was, The yeah. Flash was. Uh, 17 reshoots later, and they still couldn't get it right. Um, I, I don't know what is going on in the superhero industry in general. Um, I've said this, I think on the Marvel shows, because we just got done covering secret invasion, plug, 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 uh, go find that on the, the Marvel feed, but it was horrible. (laughs) Yes. That's what Uh, I keep hearing. We've had most of the Marvel movies be horrible. We've had almost all the DC movies fail, whether they were good or not. You're talking the last, what, three years? Roughly. I mean, oh, you could go last four years. I mean, we can even just go this year. If you think about it, it's, we had flash bomb. We had Shazam bomb. You know, it's not been a good like run it, for any of this. Black Adam bombed like pretty much. No, it, it, not pretty much. Definitely. I'm just <laughs> saying like, it, you know, you know what I mean? Like you're trying, you're trying to be charitable. I get it. But, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just like me comparing you know, my wealth to the wealth of somebody that's from the 1800s. Of course I have more money than them. I've make more money, but it's the value is not the same. And that's what we had the rock do. And the flash was supposed to be this kind of be all end all fix all of everything. And they didn't even do flashpoint. They just confused more people. That, yeah. I mean, flashpoint was the, it is always has been the reset point of DC. And they, they somehow found a way to, to muck it up. Yeah, where they could have just blown everything up and started over. Yes. And that starting over starts with Blue Beetle, which comes out this weekend. Um, uh, but tomorrow, I think, August 18th, we were recording on the 17th, so none of us have seen it. We didn't have any kind of preview. But it's projected to make $30, 30 million to $30. Yes, $30. $30. Well, there Him and his parents well. are going to go see it, and they're going to make $30 <laughs> this weekend. Well, listen, if it's a true Mexican family, then they might be able to carry the budget. If it's a true Mexican family, they're going to figure out a way to bootleg it. Yeah. They'll, 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 they'll pay the 30 and then, you know, somehow they'll, they'll open get the side like, door. <laughs> they'll open the side door, and suddenly like 50 Seven. of them will come out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's so it's projected projected for a thirty million opening weekend. Um, Mira, azul, azul beetle, <laughs> azul, beetle. <laughs> azul beetle here. 
selling it <laughs> off the streets of Nogales. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, that's what we're going with. It's a, it's a $30 million opening weekend for a $125 million budget, which means you have to make about $240 million to come in even. Yes. Um, so this movie is going to financially fail um, because 30 million, what do we get? 70% drop every weekend after usually. Yeah. That's usually, typical. Yeah. 60 to 70. Yeah. I mean, so it, it, say it word of mouth gets it to 15, 50, 15 million next week. You know, we're, we're talking about a $45 million film. It was projected at one point to only make $55 million in its run. You do the math. We're probably on that same projection. The opening weekend ended up being a little bit higher because I want to say the opening weekend was only like 15 or 20 million yeah. when they first did it. And now it's been up to 30. And, and it's one of those things as, as somebody or people like us that have been through this kind of golden era of our childhood. Do, do you guys think it's done? Like, is there a fix? Because are, are, are you well, interested in seeing Blue Beetle? Am I? Uh, uh, my me personally. You hesitated. That's a no. My yeah, own. that's what I'm going. <laughs> yes, I do have interest in seeing it because I just love movies. I've gone to see every DC film because I'm a DC fan and I want to support you these movies. Have a twenty dollars a month movie pass? No, I don't have that. Okay. I just like to waste a lot of money, and because we have a nice bar. That's right next to the theater. I mean, I, I, I usually stumble into the theater and <laughs> sometimes I don't know what I'm watching. And I, I, I like to pretend it was a good movie, <laughs> but the blue beetle is, um, I'm intrigued by it because I don't know much about the blue beetle. I think that's the advantage that the blue beetle movie has on people. Not a lot of people know about him and yeah, the hardcore fans are going, but we know about him and we don't care, but I know you guys don't care, but it's the average people out there, the mass audience. That is the type of drive I think they're hoping to get, you know, people who aren't familiar with the character. So they'll go see it. But hey, let's just like what you said, most likely stumble into the movie. And if the projection went up, that that is a good sign that they kind of have some more belief in it. Maybe it, it, the the final cut they decided on works. The reason why I hesitate is because I really had high hopes at this point after Flash. And Flash, after the Flash, best tracking movie ever in DC, according to insiders, apparently, um, who probably are fired now from DC. <laughs> it was the best reviewed film, film. since Dark Knight, yeah, apparently. Apparently. But what I watched... If I don't know how anybody could watch that movie and think it's anywhere near the quality of the dark night. Yes. There are points where I got giddy for, for flash, but most of them were like far, far in between each other. I mean, like it's sad when I walk away from a movie and your highlight, isn't your character, the main character. The highlight to me was Michael Michael Keaton as Batman was fantastic. See, and to me, that was the worst part of the movie. I feel like the opening act and a half was strong because it was about the flash. The moment Michael Keaton's Batman enters the scene, the movie loses itself. It lost its identity. It feels weird. The tone changes. Not to say I wasn't happy to see Michael Keaton's Batman. And I'm not saying that the scenes that they put together weren't really fucking cool to see him fight. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. 
the movie itself lost itself the moment they introduced oh, yeah. Batman into the movie. Because you know why? Because of the conflicting nature of everything. You can tell that the movie was pieced together after that point. Yes. It felt like the first first act and a half was probably the original movie, the mm -hmm. original cut, and that's why it flowed fairly fucking well. The moment Batman entered in, it starts feeling like a chop job. Well, even when they introduced Kara, when they introduced the villains, yeah. it just seems so haphazard at yes. that point that I was like going, okay, I'm going to walk away from this and basically say, what are the moments in this film that kind of stick out to me that are quote unquote fun? Yeah. To me, the fun, fun moments were the Michael Keaton spots. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I agree. It, the first half of the film was one cohesive narrative, but then I was, ex uh, I don't know what it was. It was kind of like, it was nostalgia, Dave. It was, it was not only nostalgia, but, but also you, like, the, look, the, 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 I wasn't even, the member berries the, the, have been like a real thing since South Park introduced them after yeah. force awakens. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you a question though, Dave, since did you see it yet, Bob or no? No. Okay. Okay. So my biggest problem with Michael Keaton's Batman with what they did with him is he was a punchline. He wasn't really taken serious. I knew he was a punchline when he's repeating classic lines. Classic lines. They made fun of him because he was low tech numerous times. It felt almost like insulting to the 1989 Batman. I don't know if you picked up on a lot of that. It felt like they turned him from being this serious character, even though he was a badass. Yeah. But he was also a punchline. And Batman should never be a punchline. See, for me, though, I like that because it was a different Batman. Because... At this point, I am tired of the broody Batman. If you wanted to actually make him like into the Ben Affleck or like even like the recent the recent one that's being played by Pattinson. Pattinson. Okay. All all serious and all broody. I'm not talking about tone, like meaning the how the character is being played. Michael Keaton played it the way he played it in 1989. And that worked. I'm talking about everything that surrounded his character, the way they framed him. That one I will agree with you because like that's where it took me out of the element because I wasn't watching a flash movie at that. And it it's like you had like at that point it, for me it was like square peg round hole. <laughs> and it's like it doesn't work. It it just doesn't Dude, work. If you, if you pound it hard enough. And that's why I was so disappointed in the end because I was like going, the only thing that I really took out of this is like, it's a clip job to me. But also, yeah, it's, it's a, a clip. Job. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Doesn't even like, matter. The Batman stuff did it in the end. Oh, especially when you get matter. to the ending. When you get to the ending, I'm like, going, what the hell was the point? Not only did it not matter for the overall universe of DC, mm -hmm. despite the fact that James Gunn was promoting it as such. Mm-hmm. But you got to be a good backup homie, right? Yes, I, I understand that. <laughs> but, you can't but, be like you can't be James Gunn in charge and going. I'm sorry, hey uh, guys, uh, go out and see the Flash. It was bullshit that happened before me, but I promise you, it's going to be better. Yeah, I get from a business perspective why he was <laughs> finger gun. Finger like, gun. I understand why he did that. But not only did the movie not really matter for this new rebooted universe, but it also didn't matter. In itself. Yeah. Because you realize that with the twist they did, the Batman stuff, the Supergirl stuff. Doesn't matter. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter because it got erased. It, it, not only not only does it get, 
not only David did it get erased, it did nothing. It did nothing for the actual story because you find out with the twist that none of it really matters. Yeah. So bottom line is like, obviously you didn't guys both didn't find anything real charming about it. And as much as like, I hate it's it average. Yeah. Uh, you you yeah. know, if you go it's back an and you watch like Batman and Robin and some of those things that like I, <laughs> at the time, like I found some of the things in there that were hilarious. I saw what they were doing and yeah. I understood what they were doing with it. That and, it, and, it, it and was like one, a, which one? Uh, Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. Well, you know, yeah. with, uh, yeah, I know Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you're, what you were getting was like a modern take on a Batman 66. Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel that the flash is going to be looked at as Batman and Robin, you know, give it time. People will look at it and see the jewels of uh, but, treasure that's in it. But what, what, what you get with Batman and Robin is still a movie like that structurally holds up that visually holds up yeah. what I've seen. That's exact. You're exactly right. What I've seen from the flash is somebody posting Lindsay Lohan from freaky Friday and going, how the fuck can they do this in 1996? But in 2023, <laughs> oh, you, you kind of get this ugly version of a secondary Barry. And so if it's distracting now, it's never going to age well. And, and so that's what you're getting. And that's what you're getting as a lead into what this blue beetle is. I mean, right now it's certified fresh. It is 78%, but it's already certified. So it's going to stay up. Not true. Is that how that works? I believe I don't, oh, I don't think I didn't you, know that. I don't think you can lose that stamp on you. I mean, I, I, I could be wrong, but I thought once you, once they certified it, it was going to be fresh no matter what anybody said. Now, again, I don't know how much of it is because it's an actual good movie or how many people are scared of the the Hispanics, the the, the Mexicans coming <laughs> out angry. because they don't want to talk shit about the Latino. And I'm not going to say Latinx because I grew up Mexican and that's not a fucking phrase. Boy, this is our Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, like mariachi forever. Mariachi um, forever. <laughs> Like, like, how many people are afraid to speak out because it is the, the first Latin superhero and all this other stuff? Or I can how many give a speak fuck. If it's a good, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you, you we, know, Mike, there my, is my, some my, truth. I, oh, we yeah, have all, some no, truth exactly, because we've all been through the reviews and we've all been to shitty movies. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, whether you guys know it or not, we're real press. So we get to go to these things and we get to listen to other press nerds fucking talk about this stuff. And you're like... What asshole did you watch this movie out of? Because my eyes saw something completely different. Because you must have been watching out your ass and looked staring at that seat for the last two and a half hours because this was horrible. <laughs> but they go on and they go to the PR people and they say the nicest things possible instead oh, yeah. of being real yeah. about things. And so, like, it's not that I'm doubting it, but I'm also afraid of, like, the whole cancel culture that is out there of people afraid to be honest about a film because it's like, you're just looking at it because you're fucking racist and you're an old white dude and, you know, you're hearing all about this. Or is it a real good movie? Yeah, that's the best way to treat people nowadays is just dismiss their opinions whenever something is racially, like, um, polarizing or gender polarizing and you don't like whatever it may be movie or TV show. That's the quick way of getting rid of critics. Oh, you're just racist. Oh, you're a sexist. No, your movie and or TV show was garbage. Sorry. It has nothing to do with, with race or gender. Cause I can name a hundred movies of, of right now. So stupid. A hundred black themed films and TV shows that are fucking phenomenal. So that is not the case. The fact is, and it goes right back to how you started the show. 
has to do with quality. And you were talking about how you're not quite sure what's happening to the superhero genre currently. I, and I don't believe in superhero fatigue, despite what some of these directors are now saying. Yes, there is a fatigue that is connected and associated with the superhero genre, but it has everything to do with quality. If we were given continued quality over the last four or five years since it's been falling apart, I don't think we would be having this conversation, but because we're getting a bunch of just bullshit movies with no real attention to story, real story and things that people can truly relate to, and we're focusing more on inclusivity, you can't devise an entire film slate on that and nothing else. And they they wonder why things are failing, like why Little Mermaid failed, why... Snow White is eventually gonna fail. That's gonna be the biggest bomb of the century. Be, because because yes. you're 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 talking about putting agendas ahead of story, of you know fables, which are made up. How dare you? Like I don't I I don't understand what is going on as somebody again who's been doing this almost a decade now of watching how this has changed to where we were going from good stories with visuals to shitty visuals and bad stories. Well, the weirdest thing by far too, is kind of like, I think about it now and I'm like going, when was the last time a superhero movie? Let's, let's take it just a, a micro microcosm, a look at superhero movies. The last super, what was the last superhero movie that did everything right? Guardians of the galaxy three. Yeah. Yeah. I would visual, agree with that. visual effects was good on guardians. Um, Everything the writing was good. Was good. It, the it'll it'll, were good. it'll age. Yeah. And and I think that's really one of those things as I've grown in this role as like a critic is like that's one of the things I look at is like will this age? Or or will people like lose sight of what the story was because we'll be in a different time and it won't make sense. And I think also what helped Guardians was it was already established that the franchise was good. Like yeah, you had your issues with the everyone had their issues with the second movie, but overall, the Guardians franchise was really strong. It was solid overall. It was a yeah. solid overall. And then when I think about outside of, you know, Marvel, the Batman was the last one that did well. Everyone agreed it was good. You know, and yes, there are Batman fans out there that basically will walk on water and think it's Which God's one? gift. The, the Batman. Batman. Oh. The Batman did good. Th- it, third act was weak. Third act was weak, but, but overall, you know why? Why was the third act weak? Agenda driven. Yeah, agenda driven. But I mean, overall, I mean, I understood what they were doing, but it didn't need to be that like you know strong handed. Yeah, that's what that's that's the on DC side. That's the last good quote unquote average movie that we could say is okay. They did a a okay job, and despite the problems with. The Rocks movie, Black Adam, he was trying to pay attention to story. The movie wasn't overly great. What did I give it? Like a 68, 67? I think me and you gave it like a 68 and a 75. He was trying to just make a popcorn film, but it just didn't work. Uh, uh, But but what you're dealing with is The Rock trying to... His persona destroyed that. His persona destroyed it, but it's also... Black Adam would have been a good movie to come out in the nineties. Yeah. And yeah, also yeah. You remember the one, the one complication that we had with black Adam was they were trying to tell two different stories 
in one movie. They did have some weird it ag- was like, agenda push that kind of felt weird. Yeah, you had the story of the of Black Adam. Okay, l- let me take back what I said. You're right. That movie did have a weird agenda push to it, which didn't quite work with who the Black Adam is. Because isn't he a genocidal maniac? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so let's sell a <laughs> message of, of inclusivity on the back of a genocidal character. character. It, it, that's why I said it's weird. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you try to, he tried to be black Panther. That's why I was like, going, that's why with, <laughs> with this is my Wakanda. I'm protecting it. <laughs> that's why with blue beetle, I mean the bonus that blue beetle has, I don't think it has any of the funk that allow the other superhero movies have because people are kind of like, kind of like what you said, Mike. Okay. I don't know this character. But what what they're missing out is that if this would have come out on the heels of Karate Kid, it would have got a better thing. You think? One hundred percent, because the kid's name, like uh, the kid, is kind of out of the limelight now. You figure if you come off of Karate Kid and this movie gets released, I After think it Cobra does. Kai, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it does a lot better. But it, the fact is, it's just like I, I hope that it does well. I hope they keep the younger actors on because I've always said this, that we have this aging workforce and this is one of the young stars that maybe James Gunn can build off of. So we will see how this ends up. It's just, I think it's got a bad lead in, you know what I mean? Like they, they talk, we've talked about that in TV. It's just like, you know, the overage of friends made other shows popular because people never turn the channel right now. We we're coming off the bad taste in our mouth off of flash that was supposed to be the savior and we're going in the blue beetle. So, you know, who knows who's going to be going out there. And, and I've said this to Mike privately. I think what we're getting into is, is not necessarily, I think it is rehash fatigue mm-hmm. um, to where it's like Indiana Jones failed. Uh, the, the flash failed, you, you know, you're getting all these repeated characters that are failing while things like Oppenheimer, Barbie uh, are doing well. Transformers failed. Um, fast failed yeah you know what i mean that they didn't even get their own audience in there to go watch it and i think it's just because it's like look i've seen this bullshit before or i've seen harrison ford do this for 47 years so now i agree with you that's a good point so um what i really think dc needs to do is kind of almost remember who they are dc was never a movie property we dominate comics, we dominate video games, we dominate TV. We dominate animated features. And I, and I think that's what, what the shift has to be to get the, the funk out of the mouth at this point. And James Gunn has also been helping out on the actual comic book side of it. It seems that every time he tweets about a comic book... <laughs> it has to be something... It, it, all of a sudden it goes and sells out at Amazon and Jim Lee has come out and said, James Gunn has been the best thing that has happened to, to the, the, the books is because people are interested in what he's interested in. Well, the amazing thing, the thing that I love what Gunn has done for the comic side is he's using the power of his quote unquote social influence and simply tweeting Hey, this story is fantastic in DC and all those hardcore DC fans are like going, yeah, that is a really good story. That's one of those seminal milestone stories. But the, the thing is he's reaching mass audience. He's reaching those people that aren't like us that aren't hardcore comic, but, but that's what you need to grow yeah, at this point. 
he is the little comic book carousel at the grocery store when I was a kid. Yeah. 100%. Like 100%. That, that's what he is doing. They, yeah. I mean, they had that shit. I mean, I bought comics at the video store like that, not like Blockbuster, but like the, the mom and pa store had yeah. the, the circle thing. That's how I got into comic books when I was uh, 10, 11 years old. Yeah. I, yeah, I, they, I remember going to like, I was a military brat. And like the BX used to have all the magazines and it had like Ninja Turtles, it had Archie, it had Batman. And I would go pick up comics like every time I went yeah. there. And I've been, some of my, some of my friends who are the, uh, like the comic book owner, shop owners around town, they've been saying that they've been seeing people coming in more like normal everyday people asking about DC more than Marvel because, Hey, the leader, of the, the 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 one guy. Oh, they heard this in the news. James Gunn. They heard that in the news that this uh, James Gunn was push, pushing this random story of a DC comic. Can we, uh, do you guys have any issues? And people will buy them up. Well, yeah, because it's like the the last one was Historia is a breakthrough work of uh, sequential art and one of the best things to come out of DC Comics in the past few years. Thank you to any quotes all the the, the creators and everything else. And then it became a number one seller on Amazon. A number one seller on Amazon. And it's just amazing. like, but but that's, I mean, I think that's what you need from DC is to start focusing on all that stuff because it, it gets away from what is this universe because they, again, they are the dominant force in certain things and they always were like, because like, you, you think about this and, you know, um, the, I believe the comic book I just talked about was a Wonder Woman comic yeah. book. Well, you have fucking Gal Gadot like out there going, oh, Wonder Woman 3 is in production or we're in talk, early talks for Wonder yeah. Woman 3. Uh, DC insiders come out and say that she is full of shit. <laughs> and it's just like, what are, what are all these people pushing? But this is what people read. This is what's going on. And it's just like all of a sudden, you know, Variety has to release this report that Gal Gadot doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. Like she is out here, um, you know, Wonder Woman three won't fly the new DC universe, despite her saying that it's an early development. You know, it's these things don't do DC, the DC brand any favors. Cause there's already a lot of confusion. There's already a lot of frustrated moviegoers and frustrated DC fans and when you hear things like this, even though it's not true, let's say, and James Gunn's trying really hard to steer this ship, these things aren't necessarily new. I know a lot of people are blaming DC, and I'm one of them. I say it's a circus because it is. It is yeah. a circus currently. But in their defense, all of this, all of these circus antics isn't new to the industry. The only difference is we now are privy to the information because of social media. Yeah. But these things reshoots and actors thinking they're a part of something and they find out they're not. This is part of the business. It's always been like this. And this is why though they need to start, they need to remedy this. And this is why they need to start doing good old fashioned gag orders. They need to silence people from talking because they're talking is what's creating these mental discrepancies within the fans. They're like, well, how dare you do this with Gal Gadot? Because first it was, why would you keep Gal Gadot and not Henry Cavill? Then they bicker online and it creates this avalanche of negativity that follows DC like a stinky fart and they can't run away from it. And then James Gunn is out there doing damage control. Yeah. And unfortunately, the damage control was working great last year, but now 
controls are the only one latching on to his damage control. So what these studios need to do is they need to forget this whole idea of being kind and sweet to people because they're afraid of what their public persona, if they put contracts and NDAs back into place, Star Wars does it, Disney does it, and there's reasons why not a single rumor around Star Wars ever destroys a movie because they have that place locked down. You will be sued until you're dead if you leak information. That's what DC needs to do. They yeah. need to stop these conversations because it's hurting their brand. Yeah. Well, the sad part Whether is, it's is true or not, they just need to stop people from talking until things are set in place. And we know for a fact that this is happening, then start promoting it. Yeah. But it, also be very careful with your talking points. Yeah. Don't say stupid things like, that are going. Like I love portraying Wonder Woman. Okay. It is close <laughs> and dear to my heart. From what I heard from James and from Peter, is that we're going to develop Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman 3, 3 together. And see, where did she get this information? Yeah. I don't know, but she's given interviews to comicbook.com. So that's you the know. thing that I don't get with certain celebrities nowadays, because here's the thing. The reverse was a while ago where we saw like some of the Marvel actors. Some of the Marvel actors do little things to get the comic book books excited. Like when the comic book fans, comic book fans excited. Yeah. like say, for example, Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. way he did it in Dr. Strange. What did he do? He go to, he went, he openly, he didn't say anything. He just openly went to comic book stores and started buying comic books of Dr. Strange to read. And it's yeah. like stuff like that. It used to be actors knew what to do, yeah. right? The proper way to act. But nowadays it's like, <laughs> they don't know how to act. They don't know how to act anymore. No, they you're, don't know how to do PR. Anymore. And it's not just the, the comic book actors is happening Bob made a joke at the beginning of the show about Snow White, but even the actress playing Snow White, you know why that movie's dead on arrival? Because of what she's saying in interviews. It's the worst. Just it's the worst ever I've seen. Stop talking. You yeah. are going to destroy your movie before it even comes out. I'm, I, I've, I've always wondered, Mike, <laughs> if we had an actor like that in a project of ours, I would never work with on, them again. I would not. I don't care how great they are. You, wouldn't you be on the phone? No, not even on the phone. Would you be on their doorstep, like slamming on their door saying, what the fuck are you yes. doing? <laughs> I, I wouldn't care how I come off because this is business and yeah. you're trying to save, you know, a hundred million, 200 million, $300 million pictures. I would say, listen, if you're going to work for me in the studio, I don't want you to impress junkets. Guess what? You guys hate doing them anyways. Guess what? You don't have to do it. No more press junkets. See, let's go to the calendar here. Press junket calendar. See, you were <laughs> supposed to do a press junket on Saturday. No more. No more. Because no you more. can't learn to speak. <laughs> I don't trust you speaking. Yeah. It's so bad right now. All of these. Don't you got another job you can go to? Yeah. Why don't you act? <laughs> I'm sure there's some Japanese commercial that'll take you for products. But it's, but it's so weird because like just, I think I've seen this the last Four, four to five years getting getting worse where actors it, just do not know it, when dude, to shut up. It's social media. It's social media because all of a sudden if somebody says something stupid, I share it with Steve. Steve shares it with Mike. Mike shares it with somebody. And it, it, we have real life telephone at this point. Mm-hmm. And then they tell two people. But, you know, when we were younger, it took forever for those things to go. Now it goes like that. <laughs> and all of a sudden you look on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck we're calling it these days. And you're like, why, why, why is Wonder Woman trending? You click on it. You see 70,000 tweets on, you know, James Gunn's an asshole. They're called X's now. Well, whatever. 
And uh, I'm like going, uh, does do Gal all the Gadot, exes live in Texas? Does Gal Gadot not realize what, <laughs> the damage she can do by doing what she does? Uh, there's got, like, it makes you wonder though. Did she have a conversation with them? Yeah. And, and, okay. So this is what I think happened. She probably had a conversation with him, like at a coffee shop, a meeting where they were kind of just talking about the future because James Gunn already said that the door is open for these actors. So they probably had a conversation. And what would Wonder Woman 3 actually look like? That's probably so what the, the conversation this is, was. This is, how the, this is how this conversation went. Uh, Mike, um, I'm in the process of writing a script. Uh, if my script ever becomes a Hollywood movie, Mike, I want you to direct it. Okay. I mean, that's a deal. Now between- I'm going to go on Twitter and say, guess what? I'm going to be directing a movie for Bobby. Uh, yes. Like that's probably what happened. Exactly. Like yeah. it's one of those things like the chances of me having a movie public. I one, I don't have not written, but my movie getting made it's out there. It's like one of those things, man. Hey, hey uh, look, I I've worked with both of you forever, man. If I would have won that billion dollar lottery, man, you guys would be good for a while. Like I would take care of you. You guys are good guys, right? Bobby's going to give me a million dollars. I was going to give you a million dollars, right? You're just going off of that kind of bullshit. Yeah. They were probably just having the business courtesy of like, Hey, if, if, if we do have a wonder woman thing, we're going to try to include you. Yeah. That's probably all it was. And that's the thing. And that- she's and all she heard, you know, and then, then she, Got in an interview, had nothing to say. They went Wonder Woman. I met with James Gunn on Wonder Woman. That's yeah. what I was about to say. It's those damn press junkets. Yes. That fuck these actors up every single fucking time. And everyone constantly wonders how, why is it that basically Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck can't, won't say anything because they understand. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember Ben Affleck and his press junkets for Batman versus Superman? He was silent. He was silent. He looked like he was going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looked like I'm just going to stand here and be happy. <laughs> he, he, he went Marshawn Lynch. I'm here just so I don't get fined. Exactly. Pretty much what it was. Do, do everything, but talk about your movie. That That's the best way to promote your movie yeah, yeah. is look charismatic, look likable. Just make jokes. Talk about everything, but your movie. Uh, d- d- look, ask me about wonder woman. How was Wonder Woman 3 shaping up? Uh, Wonder Woman was a, a great character that I love playing. It grew my audience to unbelievable levels. I am so thankful that I was able to portray that character. And who knows what the future holds. But what, what do you think about non-binary, <laughs> wonder non-binary? You know, the Amazonians believe in inclusion. And if that's something that comes along, um, we will deal with that if, if it's one of those topics that comes up. And that is why Bobby deserves to have a diploma and teach certain actors and certain people out there uh, PR. I, look, one, of my jo- one of my jobs uh, at my work is I talk to government auditors all the time. You answer the question with bullshit 90% of the time and you're able to work your way out of problems because if you don't have the answer, don't say what you think. Well, they'll hear (laughs) you just keep talking until there's some bullshit out there. I've had people come out of these meetings with me and go, dude, all that fucking waving of your hands and talking that you do and that charisma you turn on. You don't think I see through it? I'm like, yeah, but they don't. They don't. (laughs) You know, the thing is, though, is that everything you're saying makes sense. That's common sense. You're intelligent. We have to remember that we think and we want to believe (laughs) (laughs) that actors are smart. Yes. Actors read lines. I'm not saying they're they're not talented. They can act. That's that's their job. When I got got all trashed with Foggy um, from Daredevil, 
Uh, and he's like, I don't know half that lawyer shit. I say, I just remember lines was the exact quote he gave me. You think <laughs> I know what any of that shit means? They give me the lines. I, I have to figure out how to pronounce the word. And then I go do my acting. They're the movie versions of tracers, you know, comic book tracers. You're just a tracer. Yeah. Let's bring back the Kevin Smith jokes. Yeah. <laughs> You, they're tracers and they just reciters. That's all. They, they, they're reciters. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to like, I don't want to talk trash about the, the craft of acting because we all know that acting isn't easy, but that is what they're doing. Do you ask an actor how to fix your transmission? Yeah. The, yeah. You, you act them that you ask them to act. They're, yeah. they're not a public speaker. They're not and if you speaker. did ask them about fixing your transmission, they'll probably go through a script where they played a mechanic at one point and just recite the line. Exactly. Like Joey from Friends being in like a, a doctor. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, and, and, and the case uh, is like you, you, you bring that up, but you look at like Stephen Amell, another a, a DC alum talking about the strike. And he said some things that he had to backtrack on because he just says some things. And people and did take his words way out of context. Way they, out of context. They, ran, they ran away with it. But, but you look at that as an example of what happens when yeah. people say something. They take whatever they want out of it. It's like, you know, again, it's one of those things. You go back to the, the critic thing and it's like they have like Arizona Republic says this movie superb. And the end of this, the phrase could have been the suburb piece of crap, but they grab that one word and they use it in their quotes yes. for whatever they need it for. It, 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 it's how this world works. And I think that's what we're getting with DC is that, you know, we have these people that are going out asking these questions because this is the face of the past. And they're, they, they, they're connected to these characters and they're forever going to be connected to these characters, especially somebody like uh, Gal, because, you know, this was the first Wonder Woman we've seen since Linda Carter in fucking, what, the 70s? Oh, yeah. So, so. you know, they're, they're going to be a size, just like Adam West was associated with Batman, you know, 40, 50 years later. This is who they are. This is what they're going to get asked about. And so, but th right now... It, it's just one of those times to where it's just like, I think DC needs to get away from the movie side of the house and start focusing on things that, I, again, I, I think they do really well. You, you, the most successful things that they've had in the past 10 years have been the television side of the house. Mike and I both stumbled upon the Superman anime that's on Max right now. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's not, I'm not, you're, it's amazing for somebody who doesn't like Superman too much, you know, but I find myself enjoying it and, and remembering like it, my childhood as like a Batman, the animated series mm -hmm. type fan of like, this is telling a story, this is doing this. And as like, a you know, a Dragon Ball Z Pokemon, like kid, yeah. you know, and, and seeing that in Superman and going, oh, you're doing that well. You know, Watchmen was done well. Peacemaker was done well. Superman and Lois is doing well. Like, Doom Patrol did well. Titans did well. You know, Arrow did well for six seasons. Flash did good for, like, four. Gotham Knights did good for the title sequence. Um, <laughs> Gotham Knights title sequence. All right, good. That's so, amazing. But, but you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're dealing with something that you, you dominated that when the, the next animated feature came out, you know, uh, that you, you were looking forward to as a fan because they were adapting whatever the next great comic book was. 
and 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 focus on that and make that strong as fuck until you can reset your actual universe. Because at this point, it's just like, especially with the delays with the strike, like what what Jason Momoa like could be 110 by the time Aquaman, mm-hmm. I mean, comes out. Like, what what are we doing at this point? That I have a feeling that if Blue Beetle bombs. I think they're going to scrap Aquaman too. They can't survive another $125 million bomb. They can't, they can't survive five theatrical bombs in a row. And that's what it'll be. The problem, the problem then becomes though, is how do you stop the, if blue beetle does actually bomb, how do you stop the quote unquote bleeding then? Well, because, you, because you, you, you have your Elseworlds coming out after that, which has been the strongest actual cinematic films that they've released with the, the, the second Joker and the second The Batman coming out, um, I believe, early next year now. I mean, they could be delayed at this point because of the filming, you know, the strike. But, yeah. you know, what we uh, it's allegedly it's October 2024 for this, the second Joker film. Uh, again, I think that might have slid because of the thing. But the the only next thing they have coming up after Aquaman is the the last part of Doom Patrol. Last part of Doom Patrol, and I don't know when Superman Legacy is supposed to come. They um twenty twenty five. That's twenty twenty. Yeah, but everything may be pushed back a bit now because of the strike. But we'll see how that all pans out in the end. But when it comes to the movie side of things. The best thing James Gunn, James Gunn can do. James Gunn? I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you heard that too. <laughs> the best thing they can do right now is just stop releasing DC content until movies, until Superman Legacy. They need to create a longing. They need to feel like they've been absent from the movie marketplace. Because right now, they're okay. So the whole point of James Gunn and not using Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck or Gal Gadot, the idea was to run away from the baggage of those movies. Because even though we all love those actors, for whatever reason, those movies couldn't connect in a big way with the mainstream. That's the reason why he's moved on. I know I see a lot of debate going on. What did James Gunn choose to recast? Well, it's very simple. Unfortunately, Henry Cavill comes with a lot of fucking baggage now when it comes to this, this franchise. Oh, yeah. And if they hope to actually have a real chance at creating a cinematic universe, they have to start over for real. But when they keep releasing these movies, the general audience, you're not creating that distance for them because they're not aware of what's happening. Yeah. So they think more and more DC movies are coming out. They're seeing Rotten Tomato. They see articles popping up that whatever latest DC film just bombed again. They need to cease production of these films for at least a year and a half outside, of course, of the films that Bobby mentioned. The the Elseworld titles are different. They're in a completely different category. And the audience seems to understand that now. I don't know, though. I don't think they do. My mom was confused when she went to go see the Batman with me. And mm-hmm. so was my family. I went with my family and they thought Ben Affleck was Batman. And I explained it to them. And once they understood. Mijo, then, mijo. <laughs> <Ben Affleck. Yeah. laughs> so 
So maybe you're right. Maybe people don't know still. That's the thing. That's the problem that I still have with like even the Elseworld titles. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm excited to see where they go with them. Mm-hmm. But if they if, if they go with the strategy like what you're saying, Mike, they have to cut everything. Forget the Elseworld. Do you think they need to do a good old fashioned Christopher McQuarrie slash Tom Cruise introduction to every movie? moving into Superman legacy, explaining in 45 seconds what they're doing. Oh, easily. I think, I think they so. should do that. I honestly think that James Gunn should, should be the opening of every movie and saying, all right, ladies and gentlemen, blah, 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 blah. This is what we're doing. We have our Elseworld <laughs> Was titles. It- wasn't okay, okay. I was thinking like a like I was thinking like Batman sixty six like previously on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think there should be an actual handed introduction, just well, like Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise are doing with their movies now, oh, yeah. where they're thanking people for coming to the movie. But you and, know what, Mike? As scary as it sounds, I'm seeing that more and more. The Todd McFarlane spawn. Yeah, with everybody. Remember, like when he he would introduce, <laughs> it, it, and he was like the crypt keeper. But even like. Even like recently, say for example, like when I went to go see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, they had the Seth Rogen open, yeah, open stuff. So up. why not do that? Then if it's becoming a trend, then it should be done. They, imagine it's a good idea. Imagine how much good they would do if they can start explaining things to those general audiences that are popping up. And honestly, would it be that hard to quickly explain Elseworld and then Cinematic Universe? Yeah, you just need a whiteboard and Cisco. <laughs> Cisco. <laughs> No, no, just have James Gunn and Cisco in the background, just using the whiteboard. But everything he wrote in the Flash never made sense. <laughs> but you see, to to normal people, Mike, they'll make sense to them because that's how that's how gibberish works for people. That's when I had to leave the Flash is when he was trying to explain time travel. I'm like, your lines mean nothing. It's a circle and a line running through a circle. Like that that doesn't explain time travel. It's doodling. <laughs> You're drawing soccer fields on the fucking board. <laughs> You're just drawing titties. <laughs> so he's all, all right, so here's the time travel loop, and in the center <laughs> is uh, the present. <laughs> the slight uh, discoloration or flesh tone area. It's the speed force. It's the speed force. And you have the little mole over here off to the side. <laughs> also known as the areola. <laughs> the areola. <laughs> So when the flash runs around the areola, the world changes. But unfortunately, you know what? For mass audiences, you might need to do that. So anyways, getting back on topic, do you think that might be a good idea, though? Having James Gunn do like a 30, 40 second really quick explanation with graphics, almost like how the DC Cinematic Universe and Marvel Cinematic Universe intros start. Yeah. Just something like that. Use those types of graphics and explain things. Put them in their proper place so that audiences can start understanding what the fuck is happening. Oh, I think so. Because think about think about this way. They're going to release these Elseworld titles, right? Say, for example, they do what we all think. And Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle bombs. And then they just shelve Aquaman. But they still release the Elseworld titles. I guarantee you. People after the Elseworlds title will be wondering, well, Superman Legacy is coming out. What about this Batman stuff over here? And it's, it it doesn't give you that clean sever. Okay. So here, here's our lineup. Uh, Let's let, let's do keep it or kick it. Okay. Aquaman, the lost kingdom. Kick it. Doom patrol season four, part two. Oh, keep it. This, this, this pains me, Mike. 
because I now think I'm thinking of your strategy. Kick it. But why though? It's not really connected to anything Kick anyways. It. Because if you're going to separate yourself, you gotta, you gotta cut out the tumor. You gotta get, if you're going to take out that tumor, you gotta take out some of that flesh with it. Okay. Uh, Joker two. Kick it. Penguin. Kick it. Wait, you think all of it should I be think kick? kick it? Wow. I'm going kick it on everything. Okay. Jesus. I see your strategy. Okay. Because Superman legacy. So keep that. Batman part two. Kick it. The, the Suicide Squad anime. Kick it. Even though that's his. Even though it's his. Kick it. Why though? What's your reasoning for that? Your beginning should be Superman. Superman legacy. You want to establish it. I universe, do agree with that. Right? I do agree with that. So you establish it with Superman. You have, and till then, you get nothing. Willy Wonka this. Willy Wonka the fan base. Just go, you get nothing, sir, until, <laughs> until We then. lose, and you, lose, you get nothing. You get nothing. <laughs> Superman and Lois season four. Oh, kick it. Kick it. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no. Especially Superman and Lois. I hate to say it. Especially because Superman and Lois. Because it's so good that... Do you really need a James Gunn movie? I because that's what we actually talked about. This. Yes, that's yeah. the problem. But if we're going with the strategy that Gunn has to do his his, he I, has to set his table. I see the method to your madness, Dave. But you I don't know if financially they could do any of that. <laughs> you gotta kick it. The Discovery <laughs> just bought this billion dollar I'm property, Iger, and he's canceling am, every fucking show. I am Bob Igering this thing. <laughs> Peacemaker season two, kick it. Constantine two, kick it. I'm sorry, Keanu. I love you, Keanu, but no. Kick it. Well, what about if these are scheduled to come out after Superman Legacy? Uh, I mean. Are they, though? That's the thing. They yeah, are. It, yeah. So the, Superman the, Legacy is. Then I, Super, at that point, I, I was reading in order, by the way. So I'm going down. From, okay. Like, so oh, I, you're going in order. So everything after Superman Legacy, then keep it then. Dave, yes. is that your idea? Okay. But, but uh, the, except the Batman part two, because it's an Elseworld yeah, title and you already kicked the Joker. I literally would. I literally would. <laughs> you, keep you, you kicked, you kicked the movie that cost 17 million to make and made a, like a billion trillion dollars. You got to, because if you, want Oscar. To, if you want to keep to the strategy and s establish yourself, Come on. And, Superman and, and Legacy. it's only going to be bigger because Lady Gaga's in it and her fiends will fucking, oh, little then, monsters oh. will go watch it. Then I'm going to tell, I would tell the other filmmakers in, in Joker 2, you better find a way of connecting your movie into our universe. Uh, then it's a rewrite and it's horrible. Exactly. <laughs> see, David, I agree. I can, I don't know if I agree. I see the method. See the method? I do. And I can't say it's entirely horrible, from a let's reboot this motherfucker the right way yes. perspective, but from a financial perspective, they might as well just close their studio. But if you're thinking That's about too it much too, money, they would be losing for financial reasons. If they're actually just like what you said, Bobby, if they're actually doing well in the other side, Superman and Lois technically are no longer under the Warner brothers banner. That's the tricky one because that's on the television side. But they're also so, not even under the Warner brothers banner officially any longer. They're exactly. being produced solely by the CW, but if everything's considered in the, the fact that the, you said solely by the CW, I just see CW sitting in a one room thing going, this is the only show we have left. <laughs> exactly. The only Don't good take show this they away have. from us. They're <laughs> only, I mean the same thing with Netflix, the Netflix stuff is also in that same category. Fortunately, the Neil yeah. Gaiman stuff is, has nothing to do with Warner brothers, but yeah, I would, I would literally kick it 
Because if you want to actually create a universe. So you want them to recall other licenses as well. Yeah. Because if Gunn is going to lead us, then it's his his story to tell. I don't have a problem with them revoking license. Is licenses? Is that how you say that? Licensees? Licensees. I'm just making up words now. Licensors. Like, I have no problem with them revoking that, but they have to have a strategy. And yeah. I do not believe they have the financial ability to ever do any of these properties just. They'll be putting out one or two movies, a couple TV shows a year. Uh, they're not Disney. Disney is able to do TV shows, do their cartoons, do their movies because they are a giant organization. Yeah. They're not just a film studio. DC will probably fumble and fall apart even further if they don't have that money coming in, at least from those licenses. But here's the thing. Disney had to start at the bottom. That's why the, if you think about it, the Disney thing, didn't start at the bottom. Disney went, fuck Marvel's doing good. Let's buy it. Well, yeah. that's the thing. They, but it was Kevin Fahey that basically with the beginning of Iron Man and he basically said, okay, we're going to do Iron Man. We're going to do all these phases. And this is my, this is okay, the strategy. You're, you're talking about a strategy, but, uh, that, but that has nothing. Strategy. Yes. But that doesn't negate the fact that Disney never really started from the bottom because they have been a giant company. Well, they started at a beginning. They had a beginning and the, the, the way they so, began. So what are you saying? Have so you're, start. let me simplify this. So you're saying DC should recall and cancel <laughs> Everything. Everything, Everything except Superman Legacy. Yeah, yes. good Creature Commandos, Waller, start, Lanterns, The Authority, if Paradise you're gonna, Lost, The Brave and the Bold, Booster that Gold. One, that one, well, though, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. After, right? Hey, uh, yeah, these are all after. Those are all after. Swamp Thing. So anything after Superman Legacy is okay. Keep it there because that was Guns. That's Guns phase. You 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 want the Gunverse? Yeah, the and Gunverse. Nothing else. Don't do anything else because all you're going to do is hurt your product at the end of the day when people say, oh, hey, Joker 2 is amazing. Why is it not part of the gunverse? You can't put the cat back in the bag, though. That's the thing. Like, I do agree with you. I thought the Elseworld stuff was a mistake from the beginning. Even though the Batman ended up being a financial success, and same thing with the Joker, was a financial success. And critical. And I'm a still trying to figure out why they made the Batman actually an Elseworld title. <laughs> and they're both a critical success. But I, I voiced my concern about that from day one. When you're trying to launch Jared Leto as Joker, and then you're like, well, we're also going to do Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. I'm like, what's your strategy here? So I, I've never been about that. But now that the cat's out the bag, you can't snub or put your nose up at something that costs them $20 million to make and brings in a worldwide box office that is 10 times that. But Mike, you're losing money on the back end. I don't, I don't think they are with those smaller properties. I, I, I do feel like there's a bit of confusion that's there as we've been talking about with, with branding, but that's why you just, at this point, it's already out there. And what you do is you just have James Gunn explain the, 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 the difference. The branding of Joker and the Batman didn't cause the Flash to fucking suck. But here's the thing, though. They've yeah. had multiple, like, in-row mistakes, though. Like, But that's just the just company as a whole. They just make a lot of... They, dude, they've been making... I the, said the, this, the, but the I don't know if I... The budget was $55 million. It made $1.07 billion. Yeah, but, but still... The DC properties have changed hands 
a couple, several times throughout Lord the last penis. 40 years. <laughs> and no matter who has complete control over it, like my penis, no one can make it work except <laughs> like for Batman penis. movies. Yeah. <laughs> like Batman movies. Like Batman movies. <laughs> no. Because the last successful franchise they've had outside of Batman was in the 1970s. And it was spearheaded by Christopher Reeves as Superman. Outside of that, they haven't had a successful franchise besides Batman. I understand that. In over 40 years. So they are not able, for some reason, to do anything right, Dave. So you're asking them to throw away the things that they are doing right so they can maybe have good luck on something that we all know they're probably not going to have great luck doing. Just reset it. That's my stance. Just reset everything. Reset everything because here's the ultimate thing by far is like, yeah, it made so much money. That one movie made so much money, but in the long run, because one movie made money and five movies fail, you're just losing money in the end. Yeah. That one movie made so much money, but if I have five bombs right after that, that doesn't help me. Well, you know, just like Ryan's dating life, sometimes you just got to keep casting them fucking lines until you catch one. And but then some you'll of get them AIDS. Might, some of them might be shitty and some of them might give you a billion dollars. You but, might get chlamydia, but uh, at least you catch something. You catch something. Yeah, you, you might get the clap, but she was a hot bitch. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it's, it's an interesting future to see where the genre goes, where the properties go. And, and what they actually do going forward and, you know, which keeps us in business because we can bullshit about it for an hour at a time and our hour is about up. So I am going to say goodbye. Remember, however you found us rate, review, subscribe, go find all the rest of the shows, go to raymandigitalmedia.com and we will talk to you later. Who are you bitches? Mother of God. Would you look at the time when you came here, you had an hour. Now it's less.